The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Good afternoon, everyone. It's 3.07 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Hey, look who's here. Hey, it's Jalen and Andrew. <laughs> oh, so Hi. glad to see you. So you've been in the building the entire time. Yeah, I've been, I've been here. Yeah. I was at my desk. There you go. You told me to stay at my desk. I did. So we're doing uh, a bit of shift work this afternoon. So Jalen and I at our desk for the first hour. I'll be on the highway for the last. So <laughs> these next two hours will be together, though. What are your expectations, by the way, for Valentine's Day, just out of curiosity, oh, you, with the most romantic husband in the world? Um, I'm always um, very surprised. I'm always very, very surprised. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I, I don't have any expectations, <laughs> but um, he uh, usually exceeds... Any expectations you might have. That's right. All right, there you go. I thought I'd help you out with that. Yeah, so, so uh, we'll see. I'll let you know on uh, Wednesday. I'm working on Valentine's Day, as I am every year. But I know there's a whole day to it. I understand that. There's a whole day to mm-hmm. it. I, I had uh, done something quite traditional, and typically I wouldn't blurt it out yeah. on radio because my wife uh, tends to listen to the show. Uh, and I know that because I, I get an earful when I get home. Um, but tying two things that we often talk about, you and I, together into one, I, I told you that I may I, I monitor all these... Uh, Mm. Um, uh, transactions in my house on a daily basis and found one the other day that I thought was uh, somewhat suspicious and had the uh, had it up in, on my laptop and said to Carol, do you know what this is? And uh, she looked at it and as we're staring at it, I realized, and Carol's very thorough, I realized the charge below it was for flowers from uh, Growers Direct. So I'm sure she saw it, so she now knows that flowers are on their way. Mm. And I know that's traditional and boring and whatever no, else. No, it's whatever works for you. Well, I, more I, whatever works for her, though, isn't it? Uh, well, for the both of you, right? Mm-hmm. I've already kind of started planning oh, for some stuff. So, right. yeah. Um, it'll be a probably a three-day lead-up. So <laughs> Did you hear uh, the sex therapist say that a 30-day lead-up to oh, Valentine's yeah. Day? 30 days. Well, Valentine's Day is every day, isn't it? <laughs> I loved the one fellow who talked about the, the little paper hearts mm-hmm. uh, and, and leaving them. I thought that was a brilliant That was the idea. sex therapist. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, uh, I thought that was fantastic. Hmm. Well, maybe I need to step it up. It's a pretty special year. I don't know how. It's like all the moons have aligned. As I said earlier, uh, a 50th birthday, a Valentine's Day, and a 25th wedding anniversary. Which, by the way, I'm amazed. That's so, in other words, my wife has spent half her life married to me. Can you imagine? Nope. Nope. Nor can I. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, sister. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, my my first husband wasn't much for Valentine's Day, um, and any of the guys I ever really dated, not really anything much for Valentine's Day. So yeah. there you go. Uh, I like cards, and I know that you're you're not a big fan of the cards because you say it's someone else's words and blah yeah. blah blah. But I, I like to try to find one that that connects that could have been my words, and then you put in your own words. 
Yeah, you know, I know you've criticized me over the years for, in a friendly fashion for not being all that romantic. But I got to tell you, Carol is not all that romantic either. Mm-hmm. I mean, the we're a great couple, and I think it works pretty good. But we're not a mushy dance in the kitchen to candlelight and wine couple. Well, it's not necessarily candlelight, right, but we do but have some fun dancing in the kitchen. Sure. We we just, we don't do that. Because you know be- what the dancey leads to. Well, it's something to think about. Um, <laughs> and perhaps this is, you know, more information than I should be putting out on these airwaves. Uh, we write cards to each other and call each other smelly and stinky. Yeah. And those are not nicknames that we use for each other otherwise, but for whatever reason, Christmas, birthdays, Valentine's Day, any special occasion, anniversaries, the card is always written, I I believe I'm smelly and she's stinky. And I don't even know where that came from. We've been doing it for 25 years. Mm, Romantic, right there. Well, there you go. Everyone has their own version of romance and romantic, and that's fine. You don't have to compete with anybody else. Well, I feel that's, like I do, partnered no, with you. No, Because I know on February 15th, I'm going to hear all about, <laughs> what, the, the helicopter that landed on the roof and the Cupid that was dropped no, down. No, the helicopter the, was our anniversary. You seriously had a helicopter? On our fifth anniversary last year in Tofino. You knew that, were oh, you not listening? I did know that. He planned uh, the, the mountaintop to the beach, private helicopter tour for a couple of hours, champagne waiting on the beach. That's great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, good on you. (laughs) All right, where would you like to start? This is your first hour of the show. You know, hey, I'm good talking about... (laughs) I'd rather not. (laughs) You're done, eh? Yeah, I'm pretty much done. completely done? done? What did you do to this? He started watching the Olympics at all? Um, I watched um, some highlights of the Olympics. I watched some of the uh, mixed curling. I was trying to figure out what was going on with the figure skating. Yeah, team figure skating. What is that? Not sure. So I, I, uh, I thought it was singles or pairs when it came to, to figure skating, but fine, whatever. They're shaking it up. Watched uh, some highlights of the opening ceremony. Yeah, that got a lot of traction on Twitter. I, well, you, it was, a lot of it was very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was very beautiful, very spectacular. The... Um, Every every the lighting of the torch yeah, thing was rather. Every host nation tries to do it a little differently, yeah. right? And they try and uh, speaking of outdoing last year, they always try and do something that's unique. And I, I was it L- Los Angeles where they, that would have been I suppose the summer games where they somebody shot a flaming arrow into the torch and mm-hmm. lit it and whatever. But yeah, that uh, torch lighting, I didn't see it live last night, but I watched it on YouTube this morning and then went to Twitter to see all the people <laughs> commenting on commenting it. it. Um, when I first looked at it, I thought, well, how are, how are they doing that? Because I didn't, and I was like, whoa, okay. Wow. <laughs> it was uh, how uh, many people describing it as phallic. That's right. Yeah. I think that's the nicest way to put it. It, it, it just sort of came up out of the ground. Um, yeah, just Google yeah. it. Just Google yeah, it. Google it. It looked a lot like my uh, snowman or my Christmas tree at, uh, you know, that my inflatable Christmas tree when at 5 o'clock at, uh, the uh, pump starts and it just sort of inflates on your front lawn. That's what it looked like. <laughs> uh, far, you know, far more complicated at yeah, the Olympics. But. I, I'm hoping that they're going to do a replay and they usually do of the opening ceremony and, and sit there and, and, and be able to watch it. It was interesting. There was two, um, there was a Trump impersonator and a Kim Jong-un in, um, oh, I saw impersonator. That. They both got kicked out. <laughs> Um, and then right when the combined uh, Korea team came in, some guy came flying down on a on a shoot somehow. He got tackled and got thrown out. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. So, um, and, and the interesting thing there, too, was that the sister of the North Korean president, who is there, 
uh, shook hands with the South Korean, which was uh, a huge moment. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what uh, what happens there. Do you know it's funny because my memory as a child of watching the Olympics and the way it was sold to me by my parents was that that this was such an important event because it brought together all these nations uh, in the spirit of competition mm-hmm. and sportsmanship. And that sort of changed over the years. And now these Olympics, um, you know, where we've got doping allegations against the Russians. and well, we've had doping allegations yeah, for decades. I suppose so. I mean, I'm, I think I, the fact that it's in South Korea mm-hmm. um, and everything that's going on with North Korea, first off, North Korea, South Korea, that which has been going on, you know, for what, 60 years now. Um, you have North Korea and the Americans. You know, I, I I think some people hope that it could be the start of um, a thaw, but I'm not sure it is going to be. Mm. And Pence didn't go to the, um, there was a dinner, I guess, uh, at some point um, with the Koreans and he decided not to go. Oh, is that right? No, yeah. I haven't read that either, yeah. really. So I, you know, I think for a lot of folks, you, you might have your favorite sport that you like to watch in the Winter Olympics or the Summer Olympics. Um, I like a... Uh, I like the luge and skeleton and that sort of stuff. I think that's all really, really neat. The figure skating, of course, which has always been controversial because of the judging. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to Sally Pel- Pelche and uh, what was it? Uh, that was in the States uh, years back. And, and that's been, you know, people have questioned that you know, for ages. But it's those stories that happen during it. You know, something happens. Uh, someone's mom has a heart attack two days before they right. come out and they win gold. Or, mm-hmm. you know, some, those are the stories that I love. The ones of um, that personal, f- that that in, in that fortitude that people have, that somehow they they fight through things, and and I do think that sport has a great way of bringing people together. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like those stories. I know uh, stories of injuries that yeah. uh, people have come back from injuries, yeah. and uh, and they're the kind of injuries sometimes that you've had in your oh. own life, and you know what the recovery was like. And yet, not only have they recovered, but they're competing for yeah. medals at the yeah, Olympics. Yeah. And yeah. of course, they probably have a, well, a you know some trainers that I don't have access to. But still, yeah. I know a, a torn Achilles tendon in gymnastics at uh, whatever the last Olympics was that featured gymnastics, and somebody had completely ruptured their Achilles mm. tendon, but were competing yeah. just months after yeah. the injury. Well, Lindsay Vaughn and her knee, think about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's back She's back at it, and, you know, you watch some of the commercials that she's in and some of the moves that she's pulling off, and it's, my gosh, my knee's never been right after after <laughs> exactly. my surgery. Right. I can barely say it's... I, I can walked with walk. a limp yeah. for years, <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And these guys, but, yeah, I, yeah, and, and when you look at these kids, and really, they're kids. Yeah. They're kids, they're, you know, teens and early, tw- you know, 20s, um... Uh, this is something that they've been preparing their whole life for. Mm-hmm. You know, for me now, what it's become, the Olympics, and I'd forgotten this, to be honest with you, is a time for my family to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, because we typically watch a half hour of television together a night, and that's Jeopardy. But with the Olympic coverage yeah. last night, we watched the team figure skating. And uh, figure skating, uh, it's funny to say, if you were to ask my favorite sport, uh, would be hockey in the Olympics. But figure skating, a very close second. To see the agility mm-hmm. and, and abilities uh, of these performers. And, and last night, this team figure skating, whatever that is, I guess it's just what it suggests. Uh, but the Russian performers, and Canada was in the lead for mm-hmm. the longest time. And I think they were knocked out of the lead by uh, Russia's team. But to throw these... <laughs> 
women in the air and, and you know, they're spinning yeah. around and landing on sk- I can't even stand on skates. Yeah, how, like how does that? And, how, and how don't do you, you hold your breath every yes, time? Yes, and how do you get to it? And it always goes through my mind is how did you get to that point? How many times did you fall? Yeah, true. Did you, you know, okay, you're going to throw me this time and I'm only going to do one spin or you're going to, first off, you're going to throw me. <laughs> you know, yeah. okay, now you're going to do one spin. Now you're going to, like, how many times? And then nailing it time after, ugh. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it, is. It, it, it is amazing. And so, you know, we have that spectacle for the next uh, number of days, and we'll we'll keep you updated on, on what's happening. But go check out that lighting of the cauldron. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not shocking, but it is, and nor would I describe it as disturbing. No. I would simply say it was wow. odd. It's uh, 3.23, and uh, now uh, just to follow up on it, because uh, Carol had texted, and I, and I saw this guy, and I'm like, what is he doing here? Because he was at the Summer Olympics, right. but I'd, what is he doing at the Winter Olympics? I'd forgotten about this guy until uh, my wife reminded me that he was uh, he participated in Taekwondo in the Summer Olympics. And he was the guy who was all oiled up yep. from uh, Watonga. And uh, then reappears here in these Winter Olympics. But apparently, uh, so the story goes, that he had so much fun at the Summer Olympics that he decided to compete in Winter Olympics, but first he had to learn how to ski. So that's pretty good to go from not in <laughs> the sport. And, and Tonga, I'm not sure, is a you know, ski capital of the world. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, too, while we're still on this, and I know we hadn't intended to say there, but it's, you mentioned a moment ago that it's stories like that. When I think about the Olympics, at least in the time that I can remember in my history, it was like Eddie the Eagle That's and right. the Jamaican mm-hmm. bobsled team. And not just those, you know, I don't want to call them serious athletes, but <laughs> serious metal contenders and their stories, but also these these countries that, you know, they send somebody and for they're, they're just such underdogs, you can't help but cheer them on, right? Yeah, so Tonga, mm-hmm. um, South Pacific Islands. Okay. <laughs> um, many uninhabited, most lined in white beaches and coral reefs covered with tropical rainforest. And all the headlines about him. Tonga's oil-covered shirtless Olympic athlete steals the show again. <laughs> the Tongan sensation returns to the... Uh, the shirtless Tongan sensation returns to the Olympics. Oh, it's cross-country. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, that makes more sense. Despite frigid temperatures, Tonga's flag bearer shows up shirtless again. <laughs> <laughs> See, cross-country makes far more sense. The shirtless Tongan gives the people what they want. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a short fall when you're cross-country skiing, so I can totally see that uh, he would do that. In uh, the little time that we have left, we Two minutes? Probably, yeah, round out a story that we've been talking about all week, which is those uh, Canadians in Cambodia. And you recall we were talking yesterday, they got released on, uh, yep. on bail. Um, apparently, uh, the charges were dropped, as you've been hearing on our newscast, and they're headed back to, at least two of them, headed back to Toronto mm-hmm. Pearson International Airport. They're expected to land about 4 o'clock our time, and they're holding a press conference when they do. I'm, I bet you they'll be pretty thankful to, oh my goodness. to walk off that plane. Well, I mean, for everybody involved, the, the, the kids, the parents, everybody... Um, that had to be such a stressful time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll hear more of the story once they're safely back on uh, Canadian soil again as well. Three still held in custody in Cambodia, not uh, released on bail, and being held as a result of uh, being identified as the organizers of the event. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Yeah, I guess that's who you hold ultimately responsible. But uh, we, we need, you know, hopefully they get freed as well. I, I don't think that it was... 
intentional, and I don't think it was meant to be uh, disrespectful of uh, whatever. Um, I think it was just ignorance on their part, and I think... Yeah, I, I don't was, hold them blameless. The Angkor Wat Temple, which is one of right. the the most um, important yeah. uh, spots for for the Cambodians, but um, you know they were probably just thinking of it as a party. It's a party. It's I'm a sure place they to go were. party, go dancing, do whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know. Man, and you ask me why I didn't want Maddie going to England for three months. Just when your kids are that far away, I don't care how old they are. You want to feel as though if something goes wrong, you're right there. You can take care of it. Right. It's at Ticketmaster, The Door, or participating Sobeys and Safeway stores. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. It's the Friday edition. We're going to go through the big blue binder, mm. folder. Big blue folder. And, uh, and go through uh, some of the stories, uh, well, from today as well, but the uh, the other ones we didn't get to through the week. We still have a, another pair of tickets to the Boat and Sportsman Show to give away, so we'll do that as well. Sounds good. Here's one that uh, just came up in the last couple of days. Uh, do you recall last week or earlier this mm. week, we talked about uh, this uh, peacock. That the emotional support yeah, peacock. The, um, the emotional support peacock. And actually, I need to find that other one, too, because I uh, found a story yesterday that I wanted to end the show with. And then Reed came in and took me up on... Uh, well, the support peacock, this guy tried to get on the plane uh, yeah. with this massive peacock. And as, as we told you earlier this week, they wouldn't allow him to do it. It was more of a publicity uh, yes. stunt for him. He's a, what was he, a comedian or That's something, right. something like that. So he got himself his, uh, you know, five minutes of fame and That's off right. he went. So there's another story uh, out today. There's a, there's a woman who tried to get on a, a flight. Um, she was uh, trying to fly from Baltimore to her home in a Florida on Spirit Airlines. She says she she booked her reservation and she talked to them. She talked to the people on the other end of the phone at Spirit confirming that she could bring her support hamster. Mm-hmm. Her support hamster. Support hamster. And this was, by the way, not a publicity stunt. No, on really board is, with her. That really is her support it's hamster. A, it's her support hamster. Um, and she was told that um, she could bring the hamster on board with her. But when she arrived at the Baltimore-Washington International Airport for her flight, this was on November 21st, she was told Pebbles was not welcome. And so she was told she was unable to bring bring the hamster, but she needed to get home because of a medical issue. She says an airline representative suggested she either set pebbles the support hamster free mm-hmm. outdoors or flush it down the toilet yeah which seems like an odd suggestion she says that she couldn't release it outdoors it's it baltimore it was too cold uh, hamsters don't uh, survive well in the cold so she did in fact take it to the washroom she says she sat uh, on or near the toilet for 10 minutes crying uh-huh. trying to decide what to do and then eventually 
she killed her own animal. She flushed it down the toilet. And it wasn't until the Peacock story came out um, that she felt motivated, so she says, to contact a lawyer and get hold of uh, the airline and put it out on social media that basically the airline had told her to kill her own animal. Uh, and she did, by the way, she says, uh, try and make other arrangements, rent a car, a lot of other things. It was the holidays, so she wasn't able to do it. Her only option was to take a later flight. But Spirit says that Mm-mm-mm. just simply didn't happen. They're saying that they did make the mistake. They acknowledged that they they did, a representative did tell her that she could bring uh, the animal. Uh, they were wrong in telling her that because rodents are not allowed on a flight. Mm-hmm. And most airlines have that exact same rule. Rodents uh, spread disease. They you know they're they're higher risk than a dog or or other kind of uh, support animal but they are absolutely a categorically denying that anyone said they should flush it down the toilet mm-hmm. mind you if somebody did and then there was an inquiry into it afterwards i wouldn't imagine you'd be forthcoming in saying that you you said that so i'm not i don't know who's telling the truth and who isn't but it seems like an odd thing for well, you know what? It seems like an odd thing for an airline representative to say. On the other hand, it seems like an odd thing for an airline mm. employee to drag somebody down an Listen aisle. Listen to this. No, hamsters are not prohibited by the Transportation Security Administration, but it would have had to have been taken out of its holder and carried through the security checkpoint. Right. The law allows it. The rules of the airline don't. Mm. That's the difference. And most of the major airlines feel the same way when it comes to rodents. Delta United uh, said that they are... Oh, yeah, they're barring things, poultry, hedgehogs, and anything with tusks. Right. So there's no law (laughs) against it, but the airline has the ability to set its own rules. Oh, my gosh. And so this was the other story from the blue uh, folder. There's a blind guy. uh, He's uh, going blind. He's a 23-year-old BBC reporter in England. His name is Mohammed Patel. He has a degenerative eye condition. So basically he's legally Mm -hmm. blind. He can't use a guide dog though because he has a major dog phobia. So what they've done is they've gotten him his own personal miniature horse. A horse named Digby. He's a little over two feet tall. He'll be apparently able to do other things around the house just like a seeing eye dog can do, but it's a horse. And if you think that this is uncommon, apparently not. They take years to train, but there's currently 10 in training Mm. right now uh, to go out to individuals who just simply can't have a dog. Now, that's not a... It's a support animal, but it's not a comfort. It's a a seeing-eye miniature horse. Okay, so it's a seeing-eye horse. It's not a therapy. Exactly. It's not a a support animal. Yeah. They get, and by the way, there's a lot of advantages, apparently, to having a miniature horse over a dog, not the least of which is the miniature horses can live up to 50 years. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to replace it probably in your lifetime. Mm. So, wow. Miniature horses. We'll have to find out from the airline if they're allowed on the plane. Yeah. Who wouldn't want a miniature horse? I would love a miniature horse. Me too. There's some miniature horses around out by where I live. There used to be an alpaca over by where I lived. An alpaca. Really? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, and an old swayback horse. That whole farm, that whole area is gone mm-hmm. now. There's houses on, on there now. But, yeah, I would, when I drove to work everyone day, hi, alpaca. Hello, <laughs> swayback horse. And I it just kind of made me happy to see them. I've never, I don't think my wife's ever seen an animal that she wasn't more than happy to adopt. Yeah. Uh, alpaca, no problem. Miniature horse, you bet. Yeah. Pig, she's always had an interest. I like interest a goat. In- I would, I would I as well. I think they're cute. Yeah, they are. You wouldn't want them in the house. Like, if you think no, Bo Breezes can do damage. 
<laughs> or, or, you know, actually probably even more damaging than a goat inside your house, a squirrel. If a squirrel ever comes down your chimney and gets into your house or gets into or your you're house. you're in trouble. Oh, it chews everything. Yeah, we had a squirrel in our house when we lived over in Allendale. Um, we had those big trees, I think, mm-hmm. that they were all planted at the same time yeah, for some right. school project back in the yeah, 60s or 70s, that. whatever yeah. it is. Well, 67, we yeah. all planted a tree. And I they did all, that. it would go up and it went over to the side of the house and it got in through the peak. There was like a mesh and thing there in the attic. He got through that and by the time we got up there, there was... There was pine cones and yeah. nuts for for that would have got him through years. Really, that would have got him through years. But we finally and it, they can do real damage when they get into the wires and that sort of stuff can cause all sorts of problems. Uh, yo, absolutely, yeah. they chew through wires. You mm-hmm. bet. Uh, we should take our break, hey. Eh? But uh, when we come back, have you ever had a? Have you ever lived in a place that had mice? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've lived here yeah. in Edmonton. I've lived in yeah, a place yeah. that has mice and That's... four cats. Who would catch the mice? Oh yeah, no. field mice, right? I don't know how they get in your house, but it gets cold and they come in. Our motorhome had mice in it oh. every spring when we went to, you know, one of my first apartments it. I lived in in Thunder Bay. You say it mice. like it's a bad thing. I I found it quite entertaining. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't find it quite entertaining. The cats the would would catch them yeah, and cats. bring them upstairs and have cats. Uh, and mice they breed like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. They yeah. breed like mice. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should take a break. When we come back, though, a story that I know you wanted to get to earlier in the week. A girl guide cookies and marijuana. Oh, this... She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Coming up to the 4 o'clock news with Eileen uh, Bell on the other side. Dave Campbell will check in with sports. We'll take a look at that rocket and rolling that's going on on the, uh, the markets. Mm. Plus, uh, a look at traffic. Now, this story... There's a Girl Scout yeah, who is in California who is under investigation yeah, so by her Girl Scout troop. Right. And every year about 14,000 girls participate in San Diego's Girl Scout cookie program. Of yep. course, you know, when you think of Girl Scouts, you immediately think of cookies. And they compete with one another, of course, to sell the most mm-hmm. number of cookies. So what had happened was... Uh, at first, an unidentified Girl Scout, uh, a picture was posted and went viral of this girl guide with her uniform, her wagon full of cookies uh, outside of Urban Leaf, which, of course, is a marijuana dispensary <laughs> and apparently doing brisk sales. <laughs> Why wouldn't she be? Uh, she's wearing her green vest of badges, is clutching boxes of cookies, and she's right outside the front doors. And the owner of the Urban Leaf uh, said that the girl was with her parents at the time, and she had just been passing by with her wagon, started to get customers, so she basically camped out. (laughs) Of course she started to get customers. (laughs) Right, and sold a whole lot of cookies. More than 300 boxes. (laughs) So, But herein lies the problem, because the story is a little... uh, The the headline is kind of, uh, you know, uh, not accurate. It kind of gives you the wrong idea. The problem is not that she's outside of a marijuana dispensary. The problem is that she's outside of a business. San Diego uh, Girl Guides do not allow, and I'm sure this is true of a number of uh, Girl Guide organizations, do not allow sales outside retail outlets. The reason being that they want it to be fair Mm -hmm. to everyone, and they don't want to allow the opportunity for a a girl guide who has, say, parents that own a store to sell them through the store. So you're supposed to go door-to-door with them, or you're supposed to find a public place, but you're not supposed to be outside of a retail outlet. So as far as the scouts, the Girl Scouts are concerned, they're saying, no, 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 it's not the marijuana part of it that we've got a problem with. It's the retail part of it that we've got a problem with. 
But the other, on the other side of it, the the folks are saying um, the Girl Scout lady um, said the Scout was using a wagon, was technically off the dispensary's property. <laughs> okay. She was, in fact, following rules. Hmm. And if there was a booth set up, for example, it could cause a problem. And it was mixed reaction on social media. The picture, as I say, went viral. People commented on it. It's one of those stories people love to talk about and have an opinion on. But it was pretty much split. Like some people... Oh, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, like you thought, well... Someone get yeah. this girl an honorary MBA. Right. A Girl Scout selling cookies outside a weed dispensary is the greatest idea I've ever heard. Exactly. And others saying that they should never associate the brand of Girl Scouts with the sale of marijuana, which is, of course, legal in California, right? So <laughs> it's not like she's doing something illegal or she's outside of an illegal... It wasn't like she was at the you know, the headquarters of the Hells Angels or anything. I mean... Well, and then the parents came under fire for it. But with for bad allowing parenting, her. For, yeah. ugh, I don't see why that's bad parenting, quite frankly. Somewhere. I, you know, I would say, if my son or daughter said, you know, that this was their plan, I'd be, I think that was brilliant. One, uh, one, one fellow tweeted, I'm still waiting for the story of a marijuana dealer who sells 300 ounces of weed outside the Girl Scouts headquarters. Now that's a story. Hi, Bernie. Hey, it, there's a reason they need to investigate this young lady. <laughs> you know, it starts harmlessly enough with Girl Guide cookies, but then... <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> are you saying that Girl Guide cookies are a gateway cookie? That's right. Exactly. You go from there to chips and dip. and Fried chicken outside of the... That's right. All the way to pizza. Which, by the way, it's National or International Pizza Day today. Did you know that? I did not know that. I'm thinking about coming up with my own day. And I want it to go on uh, viral. I want it to be the this isn't anything day day. Because isn't every day... Every day is pretty much a day of some sort, yes. And I suspect they all find their roots in some commercial enterprise where people think this mm -hmm. would be a great way to sell more pizzas. Uh, pizzas, by the way, are the most consumed uh, food in uh, the United States. Read a uh, study the read other day. a story day. on it? I did. There wasn't enough there for it to be a topic all by itself, but it was the number one food consumed in the United States. And in Andrew Gross's house. Definitely. With most uh, people saying that they had pizza at least once a week. Oh, and my. Many, wow. twice a week. I would have to say, um, in our place, uh, pasta would be the most consumed by mm. me. Yeah. He doesn't eat pasta. <laughs> I eat the pasta. Um, otherwise, it would probably be chicken. We eat a lot of chicken. We go in sort of, uh, I don't know, into routines. We go into streaks of, I mean, when I'm on, listen, I can't believe I'm only as much as I am weight-wise, given, <laughs> you know, because I used to, and it's changed now, but I used to eat once a day and that was it, and it was a pizza and it was at night. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I, and when I was, when I would go to Ontario for six weeks, you know, to do all the different clubs and everything, I would order a pizza from the same place every night at like one in the morning to the point where on the 30th day they phoned me to find out if I was okay because <laughs> I hadn't phoned them and it's not even good pizza it was like whatever that pizza pizza or whatever it, it is wasn't in, Royal Pizza? No, it wasn't you know, Royal Pizza is a good pizza or what is, it, is it Houston and Regina? Houston and Regina is a great pizza as well very similar to the Royal they're both yeah, made they're very big. identically yeah but the Caesar Caesars is like the, I don't know I hope they're not sponsors of the show or even here in Alberta it's a very uh, it's sort of McDonald's burgers kind of uh, like it's good it's not 
going to rock your world or anything, and they're open at 1 and 2 in the morning. Are you telling me that a Big Mac has never rocked your world? I thought about it a lot last night, that whole hashtag, <laughs> trying to win the uh, the ring, and I thought, I'm a creative guy. The Big Mac bling? Yeah, I thought about it. I should be able to come up with something. I couldn't. I just couldn't. Uh, you know the problem I made? I'm, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, McDonald's has this ring worth, what was it, $14,000 or something, that for the best tweet about yes. it, about Big Macs, uh, they'll give you the ring. Um, I started reading other people's tweets, and then I couldn't get my mind... It's the reason I don't watch other comedians. I couldn't get my mind clear to come up with an original idea mm. after reading... There were some good ones. Mm-hmm. Some There were some bad ones, too. Yes, that's Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that's just Twitter, yeah, isn't it? I okay. think I just described Twitter. <laughs> Eileen Bell has your 4 o'clock news up next. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.